Greetings and salutations. This is just a warning that this podcast contains strong adult language. Greetings and salutations and welcome to the On The Pitch podcast with your hosts, Dave and Ash. What's up, Ash? I'm good, Dave. Um, so today's podcast is going to be a little bit different. Um, I think we should start by just touching on, as we are Chelsea fans, that win over Tottenham tonight. Um, so we'll take that in the bag. Uh, one foot in the League Cup final. But the main focus of today's podcast is going to be, you know, sports we played growing up or sports we've enjoyed watching outside of football. Just to, you know, because obviously football isn't the only thing we watch or play growing up. So we just want to let you guys in on, you know, sort of other sports we've played and what we've enjoyed or what's not been so good. So, yeah, anything you want to add on the Chelsea result before we get started? No. And that was nothing David. to add to that result. It was the result we all wanted. I think we could have still three or four tonight, though, and just really ended the tie. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, we'll take that trip up. We'll take the trip up there for the reverse fixture, take care of them, and be on to, what, the final? And Yeah, and I think even Liverpool or Arsenal, we're capable of beating both. I mean, Rhys James may be back by then. You know, we might have signed a left-back by then. Looks like Luca Digne is the most possible because reading reports today, Leon have no intention of letting us recall Emerson, so I think the club should just get on with signing Digne. Because then next season, if we sell Alonso, we got Dinier and Chilwell fighting for left back, which could be a good thing for the club. Yeah, I just, I think for me, getting the cup victory was cool, but I, I know we played them in the league too during this stretch, so we need to definitely win that that fixture in the league because that's that's going to be massive for us. Yeah, we've got obviously we just play Tottenham tonight. We got. Um, Chesterfield at the weekend, we've got the reverse leg next weekend, then we've got Man City in the league, then we've got Spurs in the league. So it could be a testing few months for us, or a month, but I think Chesterfield will be a game for the kids. You know, maybe Bethany, Vale, Simmons, Soonsot Bell all get some minutes, I believe, just to rest the uh, first team. It was nice to see Vale on the pitch tonight. He wasn't on there for very long, but it was nice to see him come out and get some get some game time. He actually looked okay as well. He looked pretty sharp, almost was part of the uh, third goal in which Lukaku hit at, hit at Lloris. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think he, I think Chesterfield is a great game for him to get go and get 90 minutes because he can play anywhere across the attack in midfield. He can play on the wing. And I think we're going to need a player like him with the injuries we've got on the uh, long stretch we've got coming up. If we get a couple of relatively easy cup ties, then you know he could be a good player for us to get some minutes and maybe next season look at a loan. This would be the time, too, to start bringing in those youngsters and giving them minutes and getting them experience. Because this is only going to further their development, and ultimately it helps the club. Because I really think that we should quit trying to buy motherfuckers and start using the kids and the players that we developed. What I will say is our academy is not quite at the level it has been in the previous years because those players are now either being moved on to different clubs, like Livermento, Lewis Bate, for example, mm-hmm. or. You know, they're out on loan, Colin Gallagher, Armando Broja, or they're currently in the Chelsea team, as in Mason Mount, Reese James, Trevor Chalaba, you know. So 
Yeah, I, I think we'd be better off if, if we would have kept a few of those kids around. Of course, but you have to think that would they have gotten them? Obviously, now, yes, you know, with the injury, they would have got the minutes. But mm-hmm. if it had been a if it had been a normal season, would they have been getting the minutes instead of the and the growth they needed? That that is true, but I mean, injuries injuries have ravaged, and it's not an excuse, but injuries have ravaged the first team at this point. In um, with the truncated fixture list, the utter stupidity that is the English Football Association. In times like these, it's just good to have extra bodies that you can call upon. I, mean, I get it, though, sending sending certain players out on loan because you need to develop them after all, and they need to get big boy minutes. I mean, Connor Gallagher is having one hell of a fucking season at Palace so far. Um, Broja is doing good at um, at Southampton. But, I mean, there's, there's other kids you could have called up because I know that there's kids consistently training with the first team. Yeah, I think those are the ones that played against Brentford in the cup mm-hmm. uh, in the last round. So so if you're giving them this cup experience, which is fine, it's something to build off of, you know, little by little, maybe try to integrate them into a match day squad for a Premier League fixture. That That's just me. I'm big on getting players developed and getting them minutes and stuff. Yeah, but you have to, the other thing I have to take into account is that the, the experience, you can't just throw them into a Premier League game, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. because playing, Brent, playing Brentford in the Cup is different to playing a top six side in the Premier League. So you can't just throw them in at the deep end. You have to build up to that. You do. You do. I, I can see that. But sometimes if you're left no choice, throw them into the fire. Oh, yeah, there's no choice. But at the minute, I just think that – I think Chelsea, for our fullbacks, we haven't really got any fullbacks in the academy. No, you Not once – that's why I think buying Dinier is a smart move, even if it's it a loan is. for six months. You know, maybe we don't need to buy a right back. I mean, Aston Equator only had cramp tonight, but, you know, we've reached James out for a few months or two or three months. Obviously, Aspie can't play every game there, so it's going to be the likes of Hudson Adoy, Pulisic, Sitch are going to be played there. Maybe even Trevor Chalibur for some games. So maybe we would sign a right back as a backup mm-hmm. to Reese. It kind of makes you wonder that, you know, we can't, you can't, we can't go and buy a world beater to play there because no. we've already got one. No one's going to displace Reese from that position when he's fully fit. No, but it becomes a tricky situation too because then if you're a manager and the guy that you bring in, let's say you sign somebody permanently and then the guy you bring in ends up in terrific form, then you kind of got that dilemma because there's that old saying, you know, you something. There's this old saying that goes something to the extent of you can't. You, you can't um you can't fuck the form up. So if you get somebody, let's say you buy somebody permanently, maybe, and your intentions for them to be a backup, but they end up being in like amazing form and shit is going astonishingly well. I mean, do you stop that? And that's the thing. You're right. It's, it's you a tricky. It's a tricky bitch, man. Because if you think back to Marcus Alonso at the start of the season, was playing out of his skin. Chilwell won the place back, and now Alonso, you know, now he has to play. He's struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, but Alonso actually played well tonight, I think. He did well for the pressure on the first goal. Um, and overall, he didn't get beaten too many times. I thought he had a solid game. And he can't play the rest of the season. Of course he can't. You know, he's going to need a rest. And we've actually got one fit player in that position. Because I don't really like putting wingers at wing back. Because, you know, Ziyech tonight actually put some good tackles in. And I thought that's probably the best Ziyech has ever played in a Chelsea shot. I concur. And I th- 
And I thought he did well. He had a good run. Should have scored a couple of goals. You know, at the end of the day, it doesn't always happen like that. But his overall game was good. He deserved man of the match. And I would be comfortable against mid-table sides for him to play right wing back. Not against City or Man United or Liverpool or teams like that. No. He's one as for the creator or Reece James there. But against his other sides where we should be constantly attacking, he should be okay there. We'll we'll see how this how this will all play out over the course of the next couple of weeks because it's going to be a massive month for Chelsea. Not to mention, I think we got to go play at some point that fucking irrelevant ass competition, the Club World Cup. Yeah, I mean, it'd be nice to win because we haven't got it, but it's you know it's kind of a waste of time if you ask me. It means nothing. It doesn't, and I guess my biggest fear with that right now is. So you think they're going to have to travel outside the country. And I don't know if motherfuckers know, but there's this thing called uh, COVID, and it doesn't give a fuck who you are. So as you're a, just getting more people fucking sick. And it just makes things, it's going to make things exponentially harder than they already are. But, uh, moving on to the core of this podcast. Uh, so obviously, growing up, we didn't just play football. We obviously played different sports. Obviously, I'm in England, Dave's in America, so it would have been very different. But so, Dave, what is another sport you've enjoyed watching or playing or, yeah, watching or playing or being involved with that's not football? Um, growing up, I played a lot of American football and being Cuban, played a lot of baseball. Had more fun probably playing baseball than I did American football. And I also like rugby. Never played it, but I, I enjoy the shit out of watching some rugby. For me, baseball, I never really saw the big deal with it. I never really saw the wow factor or the excitement. Obviously, mm-hmm. you probably know a bit more than me. But um, I, I know the rules, but I just never really... I guess and that's probably Cuba's biggest sport then. Uh, yeah, it is, actually. It's The top three sports in Cuba are baseball is king. Then you have boxing, and then, believe it or not, futsal. And I know you're a big advocate of futsal as well. I fucking love that shit. Do you watch beach football? Do you watch beach football? Because I've seen some of that in some time, and that was really fun to watch. I do watch beach football, and wouldn't you know, I also referee beach football. Beach football's fucking, it's it's amazing. Are the rules any different, or is it just... They're very different. They are very different. There are still 17 laws, like there is in um in proper football, but beach football the there's more intricacies, and things are called a little bit tighter. Like there are things in in proper football, referee may be inclined to let it go. Where in beach football, we're probably going to call it. Um, one of the biggest differences, and I heard a lot of people like in beach football, we encourage the bicycle kick because apparently, bicycle kicks are fucking awesome. My wife loves them bunch of people i know love them but like beach football we encourage the bicycle kick where proper football it's it's legal but it's not encouraged as much if that makes sense beach football oh, um it's very acrobatic beach football isn't it? you always see the spectacular goals yeah yeah beach football it's it's very it is a very different than proper football like um there are Two referees that call the match, like in futsal. There's a third referee who's the equivalent to a fourth official. There's a timekeeper. There is a... They do have um, VAR there. 
Beach football does have VAR fucking help us all on the professional level. Um, the There's no flags. So there's no flags. There's just all hand gestures. There's no actual lines in the sand. So it's it's very interesting because we have the imaginary penalty mark, the imaginary goal line. It's literally worded like that in the laws. Um, yeah, beach football, it's, it's a whole different monster, it, but it's so much fun. And another, uh, another one that I've, I've played myself, uh, and I know you're a huge fan of this, is indoor football. <clears throat> you know, some, sometimes it's indoor five-a-side or just indoor, but so fun because unlike real football, you can play, you know, you can see a player on the other side of the pitch and you're blocked, so you just off the wall, over the top. And it's just, you know, it's like a different dimension to football. Um, I've played indoor football. Um, it is so much fucking fun. I actually, that's how I started. I played indoor football. Like when I first started playing football on like a proper team and in in a proper league and shit, I started with indoor back when I was living in Colorado and that indoor football is the shit, man. I have had so much fun playing it. There's also a league in America called the major arena soccer league that I mentioned on the last podcast which is the professional indoor league out here, which my wife, like, that is my wife's favorite sport. And her, like, her her favorite side are the San Diego Soccers, who can go do one right now. But um, <laughs> it's it's so much fun. And if you like attacking football and you like goals, like, you'll get it in indoor. In indoor, there's so many things that come into play. Like, my favorite, there's nothing better in indoor than being able to use that motherfucking wall. I love the fact that I can use the wall. They can it use changes it the whole dynamic of the game, and it'll keep you in shape. That's for sure. The thing I like about the wall is, like I said, you can play a pass of it that you wouldn't be able to play otherwise. Because you're being blocked, mm-hmm. and you can play a triangle off the wall to the player. Yep. Well, I don't yep. know. Can you use the Can you use the walls to throw a goal? So you, if you know, can you can, if you kick it off the wall and it goes in, is that legal, or do you yeah. have to actually? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, I didn't play. Obviously, I didn't play at a professional level. We played it in sport class, you know, mm-hmm. just you know, five aside, just madness, no rules, tackle sliding in. <laughs> it it was indoor, so much fucking fun, bro. I haven't played it in a while, but it is it is so much fun. I know. Um, as far as coaching goes, that's what I tell parents when they're in the off season. That there really is one nowadays with youth football, but. For uh, places where the climate is cold, I, I generally tell them, hey, get your kids in indoor because that's that helps them so much technically that it's not even funny. I know places like um, southern Arizona where that motherfucker is just way too hot in the summer. So they, they play indoor. And I remember telling my, uh, my sister-in-law that uh, my nephew should probably play indoor too. And he's interested in playing indoor. He's 10. Because it, it'll it'll help him so much, and it's just honestly bloody bloody fucking fun. That's how I feel about racket sports, as in like badminton and tennis. Used mm-hmm. to love playing them. Used to love playing them growing up. And me and my friend Tom, we used to basically every Monday afternoon it was sport at the last last couple of hours of the day in school sport badminton net out, you know, with duos, and we just it was just so much fun because nobody could beat us. And with tennis, I used to, uh, we've got a local tennis course about five minutes from us. And I used to just, me and my dad used to go up and play for like, you know, we just play, you know, proper sets, proper games, like, you know, six set matches. And it was just about, 
learning our technique. Because I started taking up tennis when I couldn't play 90 minutes of football anymore. And tennis was a little bit less intense, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's still exercise I could play. And, um, yeah, and it's just, I don't like watching it, but playing it's completely different. Because, you know, it's about, you know, tactics, about moving your opponent around the court, going short, then going long, and then left and right. And eventually, you know, it's just about trying to place your shot where they can't get it. And me and my dad had so much fun playing that. My friend got into it. Jack, my brother, got into it. And, you know, we used to play doubles and just such a great time. And I think with racket sports, it works on your hand-eye coordination because you need to think about where you're going to place the ball and where you need to position your body for the ball to come back to you. So uh, I'm not, honestly, I know it's not for everybody, but if you've played it and you enjoy it, then, you know, you can, you know why. I'm not sure if you're into racket sports or. No, I'm not. Um, growing up, I did, I played basketball too. That was more of my brother's thing. My brother was just, my brother yeah. was really fucking good. He was, and he's left-handed. He, he destroyed people. Um, he doesn't play often anymore. As often as he would like, because, you know, you grow up and adulthood happens. <laughs> um, basketball, though, is a good one. I used to be on the school. That was one of the teams I was actually on, uh, basketball. And mm. back then I was, you know, I was a little bit taller than the other kids back then, so I kind of had the advantage. But, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It's, you know, I don't know how it is in America, but in England you get taught so many different sports. I mean, dodgeball, benchball, you know, basketball, cricket, rounders. Uh, but we actually played American football at one point, rugby, football, hockey. You know, we, they literally teach you everything. Like, it's something different every week. It used to be the same here. It's it's dying out, sadly, in schools. Um, I think the sport I played the most, obviously, is American football. I grew up here. I actually started my coaching career in that sport. Um, I played it in high school. I was... Uh, for the American listeners, I played on special teams because I was, look, man, I was like 105 pounds in high school. Um, played defensive back. And then when I started coaching, I became a defensive back coach at the high school level. And then a uh, high school defensive coordinator at one point, which is the guy that basically is in charge for all the non-American listeners. If you're not familiar with American football, he's basically the coach that calls the defenses and stuff. And the defensive plays, I've done that. Um, I had, I gotta say for the time that I did play American football, I did have fun. It, I did get my ass fucked up a couple of times cause everybody weighed more than me, but it wasn't too bad. Baseball was fun. My brother and I played, played baseball. Baseball was fun. Um, what else did we play growing up? Basketball, baseball, American football. Dodgeball. Do you have any dodgeball? Yeah, we played dodgeball. Um, <laughs> I wasn't really good at dodgeball. That's like, I was, I was decent, but in school I'd get in trouble because a motherfucker would hit me in the face and then there would be a fight because somebody hit me in the face. And Not that that surprises anybody that knows me. I think the thing with dodgeball is it's just all-out madness. Like, you just... It basically gives you an excuse to try and hit someone in the head with a ball. You know what I mean? Because, you know, mm-hmm. as kids, as kid, that's all you want to do. Just square in the face, on the floor, you know, see you later. Because we, we all did it. We You know, they told us don't aim for the head. It's like dodgems. Like, oh, don't bump the cars. You're going to do it. Same as dodgeball. You know, oh, don't aim it at the heads. Two minutes later, someone's on the floor. <laughs> yeah. I was that kid that got hit in the face, and then the game would go on for like a minute or two, and then I'd be getting sent to the principal's office because I'm pounding somebody's face in. <laughs> dodgeball. Dodgeball was fun, but I just, yeah. 
Dodgeball and I had a very peculiar relationship, I guess. Uh, what else did we play growing up? There was so much that we played growing up because when we were growing up, my brother and I, it's similar to you, where they, they teach you all types of different sports out here. So I know my son, he was he's played football. He's played, uh, well, he really liked hockey, actually. He played street no hockey. He loved it. And he um, oh, you mean ho- hockey, hockey with a ball. Hockey with a ball is rather than a puck. Yeah, that's what street hockey is out here. That shit is fun as fuck. I tried it maybe once or twice, and I actually did enjoy playing that. Just wasn't my thing, though, but it was fun. Swimming for me was never, I mean, we did our swimming badges in, when we was in third grade. That's year three over here. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it works very differently to the American education system. Mm-hmm. But I was about seven or eight at the time, maybe nine. And they basically, at that point, they take the kids swimming and you learn how to swim. And it was fun because they used to make games out of it, like, you know, throw the ball and it's like, you know, water polo and things like that. But I just didn't really enjoy it because I didn't see the point of it. I just didn't find it fun, I guess, is the main thing for swimming. I mean, I, so I, I did it because I got my badges, but I just didn't find it fun and didn't pursue it afterwards. Yeah, you got whatever sport you like, whatever sport you find yourself playing, it should always be for enjoyment. Like if you try something and it's not for you, then it's not for you. Like. If I wasn't such a broke dick, I would go fucking play rugby because I legitimately love fucking rugby and I think I can be a decent fucking, a decent winger in rugby. That's where I, I used to pace. play. That's where I used to play. Right. Um, I'm telling you, you give me that ball. I may, I may be, I'm shit. I may be a broke dick, but I've always had good pace. Just toss me that motherfucker and I'm gone. I, I put one move on you and I'm gone. Like I'm scoring a try and that's, that's just that. Another sport that people don't really call sport that I'm you know, very fond of, especially these days, is Formula One. Um, I've had countless conversations with you and Alex about the outrage that pisses me off with it. I get really impassionate mm-hmm. about it. Uh, it's probably second to football, I'd say. Second to football. And I, you know, But the thing is, it lets me bond with my dad, which is another cool thing, because we can sit on a Sunday afternoon and watch that together. And even today, we, you know, he sat and watched a Chelsea game with me, and when Chelsea scored, he was celebrating just as much as I was. <laughs> It's fucking awesome. And, you know, he'll scream at the referees, oh, fuck off, that's not a foul. Oh, get up, stop diving. <laughs> it really gets into it. And it's just so fun to watch. Because you know how animated me and you get during a game. Like, we're screaming, you know, we're celebrating, mm-hmm. going crazy. Um, imagine if we watched a game together. Something could oh, get broken. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, we, wouldn't uh, have, yeah, F- we wouldn't have voices left. No. But, yeah, the F- F1 for me is <laughs> second football, and it's just... I enjoy watching it. It's not quite as similar to other sports because it's a motor, it's a, you know, it's a fucking high powered vehicle, but it's something that, you know, I've become accustomed to and I just, I love it now. I, I play the video games for it. Um, yeah. I think another one that isn't very big in America, but kind of big in Australasia, you know, those sort of countries in the Middle East is cricket. Yeah. I've tried to get into cricket, but it just, I can't. What it was for me was um, the way I got into cricket. I used to play it at school. I, I love playing it. And, you know, I was, again, I played cricket for the school. Um, I, like I said, they told us everything. I was just said, like, Do you want to join these teams? And back then, I was wanted to, wanted to do everything. Oh, okay. So I played every sport, did everything. And I didn't really watch cricket, though. I mean, we got a free trip to Lord, which is where England play mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. London. And we got a free trip, so, and they asked if I wanted to go, and of course I said yes. You know, my friends were going, free trip. Of course I'm going to say yes. 
stay out of school. So we did watch that. And then a couple of years ago, when the Cricket World Cup was on in 2019, I believe, there was nothing on TV one day. And England were playing in the Cricket World Cup. And I just thought, no, leave this on. Because I was on my Xbox at the time and I just had the TV on in the background. And I started watching it. And then the next day, I watched another game and just gradually started watching it. And then England won the entire thing, which I thought was pretty cool. So it actually came home for once. Well, England are the only team that have won the Rugby World Cup, the Cricket World Cup, and the Football World Cup. So, What year did England win the FIFA World Cup? 1966. Shit, my fucking parents were four years old. My dad was two. Your dad's also a fucking legend. He's a decent, he's a good guy, yeah. yeah he's fucking hilarious. You know, some of his quips are just so quick. Like, you know, he can give as good as he gets, which in this generation is rare. In these days, you know, getting offended by every little thing, but he'll, he'll give as good as he gets. So, you would rank your sports as far as favorites would be. Football would be your first one, and F1 was, what, second? Yeah, definitely football first. I mean, obviously. F- F1 second. Third? Uh, I used to actually watch a lot of basketball, but it's not really, they don't really show it here too much anymore. Uh, but I get to watch some, I, I watch cricket when it's on. Um, so, yeah. So, it'd be pretty football, F1, cricket. Uh, football, F1, cricket. Yeah. It's your top three. Eh? That's not too bad. Obviously, I know football's number one for you as well. But what have you put? What would you? What have you got? A two and three. Uh, f- football's number one. I would say indoor is two, and rugby is three. If you had to take indoor football out, let's just say it's classed as football. I know it's not, but let's just say for the broad audience, it's still technically football. So something mm-hmm. else you'd put in there? Oh, that'll move. Obviously, rugby would move up to number two at that point. Rugby would be two at that point. What would be the third one? I don't know if I would have a third one. Yeah. It's kind I of cool. I, because... I would just have two because baseball is just... It's too fucking slow at this point. Like, it is... It is bad. Motherfuckers just... Like, and if you watch baseball in the States, you already know what I'm talking about. These people got a fake state cap, spit, fake state shirt, touch themselves, do all types of dumb shit before they throw a pitch or swing a bat, and it's just... No. <laughs> no, it's become very mundane. Um, I don't think I would have a three. It would just be football and rugby. Fair enough. Uh, AFCON starts this weekend. I believe the opening game is Cameroon versus Burkina Faso. I'm sure you'll be watching, if you can, if you can see it. I will be watching AFCON. I can't fucking wait for it to start. Yeah, I mean, I've actually got... uh, The game here kicks off at 3.55, I believe, on Sunday. Or Saturday, it's one of the two. Um, And then Cape Verde play Ethiopia. And I've never seen any of those two teams play. So I'm kind of intrigued to watch that and watch teams I've never seen before. And I know they're probably not. Go on. I know they're probably not teams I'm going to watch afterwards, but it's just be cool to see. That's why I love the World Cup, because you get teams that you don't get to see play every now and then, like, you know, like your Saudi Arabia's, your Iran's, you know, those sort Mm -hmm. of countries, Australia. So it'd be cool to see different teams and see how these smaller countries within Africa, uh, see how they cope, because it'd be pretty cool. 
Um, I've seen a bunch of African teams play. Can't say I remember how they all play because Africa is a big continent. Oh, yeah. It's like 52 countries on that continent. Um, but I am excited for AFCON. AFCON's always been one of my favorite competitions since I've discovered it back in 2000. And I think it was 2008 when I was deployed. When I was stationed in um in Iraq. And we used to we used to hang out on our days off playing football with um Uganda Nationals. That's when I and learned you. learned learned about AFCON and African football and yeah. Now, as per usual, me and Dave haven't agreed on who we want to win AFCON, obviously. Um but Dave, you've gone for Nigeria, haven't you, because of your ancestral background? Yeah, Nigeria. And I've gone but mainly for the Chelsea link, I've gone for Senegal. But I want to see teams like Ghana and you know Ivory Coast do well as well. So who I want to win the tournament is Nigeria. And that's who I'm gonna pick. My sentimental pick, because we fucking love him, is uh the Gambia. The Gambia won that shit. That'd be fucking awesome if the Gambia could yeah. somehow win AFCON just because of our of our good friend Judea. Yeah, it'd be, I, I, I don't think they'll win, but I, I really hope they do really well. I think they've got a player who plays in Serie A called Barrow. Um, can't remember who. I think he plays for Bologna, I believe. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's having a good season, so I think he could be their talisman. Uh, George would have to correct me on that if I'm wrong, but I think his name is Musa Barrow, and I do believe he plays it for Bologna, uh, but it's somewhere in Serie A. But, yeah, I really hope they can win a couple of games, get out of the group, and go far, because... It'd be nice to see different sort of teams win it. Who are the holders? Cameroon, aren't they? I believe so. It's Cameroon. Um, yeah. So I remember the storm around that because Joel Matip said he wasn't going because it wasn't worth it. And then Cameroon went and won it without him. So Fucking not bad. That's what I hate. Like, I understand like for some reasons, but you know, you don't want to play for your country if there's some genuine reason. I, don't, I just don't think he couldn't be asked. And for me, like, if I could play for my country, I would do it. I don't like Gareth Southgate, but... It's an honor to play for you. I wouldn't. <laughs> I know you wouldn't. Fuck uh, no. You couldn't fucking pay me enough to put those fuck. Fuck that. And the other country I would qualify to play for, I can't play for because it's a fucking communist one. So I'm assed out, aren't I? <laughs> the fucking country angry. I want to play for is under, it's, it's fucking communist. So there's no, <laughs> there's no way I can do that. I mean, I know my brother listens to this podcast. So he's probably thinking to himself, but we got Spanish grandparents. I would rather go play in fucking traffic, oncoming traffic, in rush hour, on I-5 here in California to put those colors on either. No stars and stripes for you then, Dave. Fuck that. I've already worn one U.S. uniform. It didn't fucking work out too well. It's not that. No. I mean, before we finish up, we finish on the national team. What do you think about them hosting the uh, 2026 World Cup? The only fucking thing I can see good coming out of it is more eyes on the sport and people here that can't travel or don't have money to travel outside the United States. It'll be good for for people to actually go and watch these matches. Now, people got to understand, too, because a lot of foreigners don't get it. They're like, oh, you guys aren't traveled. Motherfuckers, do you know how big America is? It's fucking huge. Let me tell you, the state of California itself could be three fucking states by itself. Texas can be like fucking six. And I'm like, people just don't understand how big this motherfucking country is. But that's cool when people come visit, though, and they realize how big this bitch is. But, um, 
it'll be good because the game here it's growing it's not at the level it needs to be at and as long as the stupid federations in charge of football here it's going to be a long while unless motherfuckers hire me and i fix everything with a little help from a guy by the name of alex but i digress um i think it'll it'll, it'll be good for the economy good for good for the sport here and and good for the people. I mean, I think it's stupid because correct me if I'm wrong. If you host the World Cup, aren't you already automatically qualified? That's the thing that I had the problem with, like because I believe that is the case. So you've got three countries that are hosting mm-hmm. a World Cup, um, but what about the rest of Concacaf? Like you know, obviously Panama qualified for the World Cup in 2018. They think they beat America to to the qualification. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's a little bit unfair on those sort of teams because one of you- some of those teams are going to miss out. You're the fucking you're the fucking man because I'm gonna I'm gonna run with this because I'm gonna go on a tangent because this, we can tie this to Afcon too. Somebody explained to me during a pandemic why we played a bunch of fucking matches around Europe for the Euros, but Africa's confined to one country and one host nation on the continent. I kind of got a fucking issue with that too. So a World Cup, like you just said, on the same continent, but three countries on that continent. We had the Euros that took place all over Europe, but Africa. They're going to sequester the tournament to be played in, I believe it's Cameroon's hosting it. So why the fuck can't Africa just just host it in all of the other countries on the continent, which all, by the way, are fucking beautiful countries? Why is that? Like, I never understood that. It, it, it befuddles me, and it's stupid, but I, I don't get why that is. I also, I while think- I'm on this rant, by the way, the next motherfucking person who ever tells me that qualifying for CONCACAF in the hex is hard, I'm going to slap the shit out of you. Africa has got 52 fucking countries on the continent. Only eight of those countries make it to the World Cup, and y'all want to cry about the fucking hex? Fuck off. Rant over. I think the World Cup should be hosted by a single country, because, it then, because yes. otherwise it screws, it screws qualification. Yes. Yes. But we all know why, right? It goes back to what? Money. It goes back to fucking money. You don't think these assholes at the fucking Canadian FA, the stupid federation here, and the fucking, the Mexican fuckery federation aren't sitting there like, yo, we're making this money. Because it's funny, right? Nobody's batting an eye that the World Cup is here. The World Cup's in Qatar, and everybody's like, oh, it's dirty money, and this, this, and that. And I'm like, what, you don't see what happens in America? Are we throwing stones from a glass house now? The other thing I don't get is, what if your team is... What if you're, what if for the, because obviously in the World Cup, your team is based in a certain place, isn't it? Like, you know, like in the Euros, England, luckily England were most, mostly based at Wembley. I played all their games at Wembley apart from one, which mm-hmm. was in Italy, which we played one in Italy, I believe. But with, when you look at the size of Canada and America, they're fucking, compared to the European countries, they're huge. Yeah. I'm not quite sure of the size of Mexico, but it's not a small country either, is no, it? No, Mexico's not small. So you, if, you, if you're based in Canada, as when you start the World Cup and you get drawn and you're based in Canada, I imagine the final is going to be played in LA or New York. I mean, yeah, it's going to be played in the United States. They haven't. I don't think they've determined the city that the final will be played in. It's probably going to be it LA. Will be though, played in it? the US. I mean, let's just say most likely it's going to be LA because that's you know a hot spot in America. You know, everyone knows it. It's where all the money is. Or New, New York, York of either New York, either New York City. But it depends too because New York City they don't really have. They don't have infrastructure. They're like, people in America, we've always had this thing like, and all right, I'm from Northern New Jersey, you understand? I don't understand why everything New York got to come to my side of the fucking, my side of the Hudson River. 
So on that premise, I'm gonna I'm gonna have this hunch, and I'm gonna go with you. It's probably gonna be in L.A. Can't do it in New York because New York ain't got no infrastructures. You can do it in Northern New Jersey because that, most of the fucking New York teams play there. I mean, for fuck's sake, New York Red Bull plays in Harrison, New Jersey, which is a suburb to Newark, New Jersey. Like the fuck. Your fucking team name is New York, but you're playing in Jersey, motherfucker. Like, I never understood that, so it'll probably be in L.A. But yeah, Because so you're right. That... L.A. has the facilities to do it. They have, I don't know, whatever the fuck they have up there. Would it be played at Galaxy Stadium? I don't know. Obviously, I'd imagine it'd probably be Galaxy, L.A. Galaxy Stadium. It would either be called. Galaxy or where LAFC plays, because LAFC, I think, has the fucking fancier of the two fucking... Hell if I know. I don't give a fuck about MLS. <laughs> I don't give <laughs> a shit what? about that. I'm just saying this because we're on this little World Cup rant. Just to finish my thought with the everybody having issues with Qatar and the crooked shit that's happening in Qatar. Has nobody watched what's going on in America? Like, I don't know, cops killing people because they can. But the World Cup, with the World Cup's coming here, that's cool. Let's forget about that. Let's forget about the fucking racism issue America has. Because America loves to talk shit about England and football over there and the racist abuse in Europe. But I'm like, um, y- y'all, um, y'all don't see what's going on over here? Like, this is, this is the shit that kills me, right? Motherfuckers are just effusively pontificating about how wrong it is to have this World Cup in Qatar. And I'm like, America is just as fucked up. Mexico, the, federal, the fucking feds extort you and, te- and fucking tourists and all types of shit. I know people that that's happened to. But nobody bats a fucking eye because it's America and Mexico. Canada's got some fucked up shit, too. I just don't know enough about their fucked up shit to put them on blast on this podcast. So to wrap up my World Cup rant, it, fuck you and fuck your opinion. Because this shit don't matter. This whole world's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, the whole world's fucked up. The fuck? Motherfuckers want to throw stones out of a glass house at Qatar just because it's the Middle East. And all. Motherfucker, whose troops are in the Middle East right now milking that shit? And don't no American that listen to this podcast tell me shit because I wore that uniform and I was in that motherfucker for a year. I slapped the shit out of you. You really want to play that game? Rant over. Back to the back to back to happier things. Not sure what to say after all that, Dave. Um, I think we. I think we just completely cited to my original point about the World Cup. Um, like, I was going to say. What I was going to say is I just wanted to know the host city, but. If your base is in Canada or Mexico, and then you've got to travel all the way up to LA, it wouldn't be fair if a team that got to the final were based in around that area because they wouldn't have the jet lag or the miles. Who knows? So that could, be, so that could also be an unfair advantage. The problem with America, too, is the, the difference in time zones. The West Coast uh, yeah. and the East Coast aren't on the same time zone. The West Coast is three hours behind the East Coast, and then you get into fucking Central Time, Mountain Time, and all this other shit we got going on here that I don't quite compre-fucking-hand. In the Mexico... Mexico, I think, too, has, has their own time zones. So, I mean, you have three countries, a bunch of different time zones. We're going to have a lot of tired-ass fucking players. I'm going to tell you that right now. Motherfuckers are going to be physically and mentally enervated at the 2026 World Cup. And the only reason America is going to be in that bitch is because they're hosting. Because the U.S. men's team is shit. It will always be shit. And they will, they will always be shit. They'll probably be shit long after I'm done breathing, as a matter of fact. Because they ain't been shit in the 36 years I've been here. Uh, where are they in their qualifying group? Fuck if I, I Can- We gotta ask Alex. Yeah, he told me Canada were top last time, which was really surprising to me. I know they've got a couple of good players, but I didn't think they had a getting that sort of team together. They are. I mean, they they're gonna be good. They're gonna be good. I mean, if people if the people want like 
information on CONCACAF, MLS, and all that shit, the one man that knows all his shit would be Alex. And, like, Alex is that dude. Like, Alex is just a wealth of knowledge for a lot of shit. And that's... He's really good with football. Like, he's brilliant with football, but that's, like, his his specialty, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Because I'm not trying to take anything away from Alex. Alex is fucking brilliant. But that's definitely his specialty. He can tell the people more about how all that shit works. For you, it's more as on the tactics, referee, and obviously football in general, isn't it? But like, tactics, referee. Well, I mean, I am coach, football. The fuck? I am football. Yeah. <laughs> like, think, that's all I got to say. I think for me, it's probably how I watch how I watch and read games. No, bro, your fucking and... brain is an amazing place. I'd, I'd pay I'd pay you a couple quid just to sit in your brain because the way you analyze shit is fucking is astounding. You wouldn't find your way out again. <laughs> That's cool, bro. Just give me the secrets to the analytics, man. <laughs> Fuck, I'm cool if I don't find my way out. Just teach me about the analytics. Let me assimilate yeah. some shit while I'm sitting up there. It'll cost you. Come on, you know I'm broke. <laughs> aren't we all in this world <laughs> yeah, you better take fucking payment plans then we can at least work that out <laughs> let me get on this payment plan real quick anyway <laughs> um but yeah i'm looking forward to afcon on sunday i believe it is um i've not actually watched the entire tournament before so i'm going to catch try and catch as many games as i can my dad said he'll sit and watch it with me which is pretty cool um so yeah Anything else you want to add before we get to the uh, usual housekeeping? Um, Nothing. Um, just, just a quick announcement. Uh, we may be putting out a couple more pods this week. Uh, that's to be decided probably after we wrap up this recording. Um, other than that, no, I, I ain't got nothing else. Other than the usual housekeeping shit, you already know. On the pitch, the on the pitch pod page, there's an actual page. I will post um, podcasts and stuff up there. The group, great place, um, where everybody currently is taking the piss out of each other because none of our fucking sides are doing anything we thought they were going to fucking do. I mean, did anybody see Wolves in Manchester United the other day? Just putting that one out there. Um, the goal. Fucking hell. But, uh, yeah, the page, you get on the, on, the, on the pitch pod page, for fuck's sake, and the group... When you, when you request the group, just three questions. Act like you got some motherfucking sense. And answer the questions in proper English, por favor. I don't think that's hard to do. Um, look out for the AFCON podcast specials that are coming out. We are going to pump a few of those out. We are just currently working on the logistics with our good friend Judea to get make that happen. And other than that, that's all I got. So, wherever you are in the world, we hope you have a good morning. A good afternoon or a good night. And until next time, we will talk to you soon.